Hello everyone and welcome to the 13th edition of the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. This is the only Welsh rugby podcast that paid any attention whatsoever to the Joe Hawkins Fly Half Shippers. I'm Reese, and I'm very pleased to say that once again I have Mikey and Ed in tow as we tackle tackle height, more details of misogyny at the WRU, the Italy game last weekend, the France game next weekend, and of course, our Forbidden Loves of the Week. So, with all that out of the way, let's get started with this edition of the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm happy to say I am joined by Mikey and Ed. Before we get into that, though, uh, I'd just like to see uh, you can find us on Twitter at FL Rugby Pod. You can find myself at RJJ Blue and Black. And if you'd like to email us, we are ForbiddenLoveRugby at gmail.com. Mikey, how do people find you? Uh, my Twitter handle is Mikey S. Harris. Or lowercase. Don't know if it matters. Of course you don't. Of course Ed, don't. What about you, Bert? Uh, still uh, at Eddie Rugby E double Y. Excellent stuff. Mikey, we'll come to you first. Uh, how was your weekend? Where did you watch the games? Oh, it was a very busy weekend with Litland. Jumping, jumping around hither and thither in the uh, in the trampoline park, and then uh, watched the first half uh, while having a bit of lunch in uh, in the eatery, not far mm-hmm. from said trampoline park. Oh, so, uh, very, uh... watch the watch the first twenty minutes on a on a mobile phone, and <laughs> um, missed the second twenty minutes driving back, and then uh, managed to see the second half. So, uh, if you'd asked yeah. me in Rotterdam in two thousand and eight, where will Mikey oh. Harris be watching? <laughs> yeah. I would not have been. Yeah. Be, the first first half in uh, a <clears throat> food, we have to go on a trampoline park. Yeah, absolutely not. But, uh, so, uh, Ed, we had a bit of fun on uh, Saturday, didn't we? We did. It was our ignoral, ig, ignoral, <laughs> inaugural uh, mystery train trip. It was great fun. We ended up in the heady heights of Taswell. <laughs> we did, Ooh. yeah. So the idea, Mikey, um, and I guess anybody who's listening, really, whoever you are, uh, the plan was a few of us. Well, we always used to go away for one of the Six Nations games, but as you well know now, Mikey, as you get older, there's, there's other things to be doing with your time. Mm, absolutely. So um, we, we've we decided we can only really commit a day to this trip. <laughs> so um, the plan was meet at Cardiff Central at 11am, draw a train station out of a hat, and go there. <laughs> so, you know, we were all hoping for something like, I don't know, Abergavenny or somewhere a bit more further flung. Uh, and we, yeah, no, we got Tapswell. It was great. <laughs> wow. I mean... Yes, we ended up in the Gwaii de Garth Inn. Big shout out to it? those guys. Oh, aye. Any good? Excellent, excellent pub. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen. I've been there before with a uh, with a buddy. Just uh, have you? Up, up on the mountainside, like yeah, yeah. Oh. Seemed a bit um, bit front living room, like really nice, cozy front living room uh, vibe. Like, no, yeah, it was great. A, it must have been a sixty-five inch screen, uh, free food at halftime, Ooh, all the ales you could want. Oh, now we see. sort of rolled back down the hill, didn't we? Into Taftwell, <laughs> popped into the Fagans, yeah. and yeah, no, we had we had a great day. But what it means now, Mike, is that. Tapswell's off the list now, so next year we'll pick a new number out the art. Is it? Oh, lovely. Yeah, it, yeah so it can't be Tapswell. So. Qu- quick uh, shout out to Fagans in Tapswell, though, with like one of the biggest selections, uh, selection of drinks I've seen in any pub. It's mad, <laughs> isn't it? Let alone in like, a, you know, an, an unassuming bar in, in a small village. Mm. Yeah, it's great. And um, oh, 
also the, I think there were more dogs than people in the Guida Garth as well it was, uh, <laughs> yeah it was great it was awesome yeah. talking about the mystery trip uh, there's a couple of guys at the rugby club yeah, do something similar through the summer they call themselves the uh, Saturday Club and um, oh, what they uh, what they do is they uh, meet up the club say one o'clock-ish they're there about something like that I can't I'm not really sure of the details mm. but they'll hire a minibus and tell the driver go half an hour in a direction of you were choosing and drop us off at a pub. Oh. <laughs> and, drop, and drop us off in a pub in half hour's time. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, man, that's uh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah there's, like there's, there's always a good crowd. Is uh, must be low double figures, like maybe ten, twelve, maybe yeah. something like that. Like, but uh, oh, so, and they're always back by say you know six o'clock. Oh, that, that the... was the thing, man. Like we watched two yeah. games, and we popped back to Cardiff. We had a we had a winner, and then we all went almost. I was back home and in bed by 10 o'clock it was great I know I love such it. as such as <laughs> life being a grown up exactly. for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> alright shall we uh, do the news then let's get on to it mm. okay politics first then um, so more's come out from Amanda Blanc I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily new news but it's new information about the news uh, she was on Desert Island Discs recently and was asked about the, uh, the state of the WIU and some of the quotes I've got, I'll, I'll just run through a couple and then you guys let me know your thoughts, I guess. So, I've been in business for a long period of time, but when you were just simply not listened to, there's some misogynistic comments. There was one which was, what do you know about governance? Well, quite oh, a lot, actually. No. I've got 32 years of experience and I operate in a, regular, a regulated business. Nobody else was asked that question, but I was. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, just just from there, like, any, I mean... Who, what, what right has someone got to ask that question in yeah. such a way yeah. as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and she goes on then. Um, I still feel that genuinely, and I don't say this very often, if I'd have been listened to, we wouldn't have had the situation over the last number of weeks, particularly in respect of the women's game. There was a women's review which was undertaken about the way that women were treated very differently to men. I called for the women's review to be made public, and I called for the board's governance to be modernised. Neither of those two things happened. And we find ourselves now in the situation where a lot of women have come forward to say that they were badly treated. So yeah, she saw it coming. Like, oh yeah, and and wasn't yeah. listened to. And here we are. And I mean, I I don't get the impression she feels vindicated. She seems pissed off that nobody listened. You know, rightly so as well. I think um, you know she was at the coalface and could see exactly what was happening. And going on with the um, the review into the women's game and and, and mistreatment. There's only, there's no other reason than you wouldn't release that than there's findings in there that are embarrassing and you know detrimental to to the opinion of the WIU, which is I mean all come to light now. But yeah, hmm. I just don't get why if you it's almost like they did that just to show had the review just to show face and had no intentions of ever releasing it and. Um, I mean, yeah, and like she said, you know, it's all come out to light now, and yeah, they're having their cake. Uh, whether it would have needed to come out sort of after the, this recent, most recent interview on um, Desert Island Discs, a uh, bit disappointed in myself. I missed that one because I listen to Radio Four quite a lot. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, quite a lot of people I know uh, really enjoy Desert Island Discs. So I might have to go back and listen to the full thing. Yeah, when you read, you read the quotes. Um, you don't get a lot of um idea of the tone of voice i guess yeah yeah uh, but i i get the impression she chooses her words very carefully so um yeah 
she does then say uh, she's hope she hopes that she's able to contribute to rev- the review. Um, I mean, hopefully, if there's modernization, I wonder if there's a way back because you know she'd be an asset. I think. Well, oh, of yeah. course, I think so. A bit of humble pie wouldn't go amiss uh, from the WIU. I think. Did you see uh, Nige and Yayan getting booed? <laughs> oh, I think they they went to them at the worst possible time. Like, yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean? In, in the game, there it was like straight from Webb as a, a player of the match to yeah. uh, straight to uh, Yayan and Nige. Oh, what a! I, I think I might well have left a fair old sour taste in some in yeah. some mouths. Again, booed it, in the pub as well. They, they, yeah, the, <laughs> even the yeah, even the pub, the dogs are booing them. <laughs> <laughs> I always say Boo Walker (laughs) Okay moving on then Uh, This The tackle I hate stuff Is rumbling on as well in the background Um, With Pilot trials in France And South Africa Where you are now being tackled Quotes below the sternum And this is being called belly height I don't know what's wrong with the word sternum Why can't we just say sternum because a lot of people in uh, lower leagues have bellies. <laughs> I think, and probably I think no that's idea what, what the sternum is. <laughs> I mean, if you play, play, have a look around for a few of the second teams, yeah. there's, there's, there's some bellies around there, let me tell you, and I contribute to that quite quite, quite enough. Same here, Mikey. In, in all seriousness, right, you say that, but uh, I think it was, uh, let me get this right, I think it was World Rugby's CEO, Alan Gilpin, he said in a quote, uh, the community game is the lifeblood of our sport, representing 99% of participants. So, you know, we, we, we do joke that, you know, you, you see some, uh, well, you see a lack of sternums perhaps in uh, in the amateur game, but he, he makes a good point, right? That actually, of course, you've got yeah. to try and protect those amateur players. Yeah, and you've got to kind of wonder with, with that kind of stat, 99% is in the community. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is... What is World Rugby for in that case? That's a sort of sort of thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Is 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 World Rugby for us, the community players, mm-hmm. or is World Rugby for those not part of the community? It's interesting. I I, I wouldn't mind actually getting into the nitty gritty yeah. in, in, in an episode one day. Yeah, I suppose, just, I've never really thought about it. What, what no, is no. World Rugby for? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, yeah, it's just something that's come to mind now. Like, um, thinking I mean, about... I know for a fact they, they sanction tournaments. They sanction the international window. Yeah. But yes, what effect does World Rugby have? I suppose it's laws, ultimately. Well, yeah. It, it's, yeah, with... It, I mean, you look at from the turn of the century to now, the last 23 years, how many... Just to move away from the from the tackle area for just for a, a second, um, how many times have the scrum changed in the last twenty three years? That was my that was my entire strategy the entire time I played, moving away from the tackle area for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, the problem is, the problem with rugby has never been in the community. On a yeah, yeah okay, get it with with the tackle height and concussions, yeah, the yeah. unmitigated the around that area, but sort of. Just to sort of look look at something that part of the game that I enjoy I enjoy the most is the scrum, and yeah. um, you know I've never had a problem with some with scrubs going down kind of thing as such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like you see it all the time on the telly. But like the difference is in the professional game, um, they use it to, to to score penalties, claim yeah, sure. to win penalties. But in 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 the current game, we use that scrum as a part to try and dominate. In area of the game, or as yeah. as 
as part of the game kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you know, winning, if you win a penalty from it, great. You've won a penalty. You're not looking for penalties in some such, I, but... I, yeah, yeah I, I can see what you mean. I feel like, ultimately, you could probably tinker less with the community game from above. Yeah, but then I suppose... It'll, it'll be okay. But then I suppose, like, trying to make that transition from amateur player to professional player, but there's yeah. other things around that. But yeah. um, in, in that sense, you... Yeah. You want to try, not necessarily to try and replicate what you see on the telly, but like mm. whatever happens at world rugby level yeah. impacts greatly on the community game. Yeah. And, and I, not... I guess it's harder to make changes there because you haven't got quite so much time together to yeah. and, practice you know, the, the changes. Yeah. The refs haven't got TMOs. The, the, the linesmen are from the representative clubs. Do you and... remember that guy at uh, Nelson who had a plastic bag with a stick running the line? <laughs> well, yeah. Flag. I mean, exactly. You know? And it's, it's like. Does there need to be a community committee? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like a, a sort of almost just like a less stringent version of whatever rugby is that the community game can operate within so it doesn't yeah. have to... Yeah. I see what but you then, mean because, as, you, as we say, like it's harder to teach amateurs to change their ways with two sessions a week. Yeah, and I suppose you get players who engage, players who don't, but... Ultimately, like, you know, we're all governed essentially by the same governing body, BS amateurs, BS professionals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just a drum we've banged a lot, isn't it, that the two should split. Um, but yeah, uh, these pilot trials in France and South Africa, uh, they seem to have reduced the number of head impacts and concussions. I've not seen the stats. I don't know if they can attribute any significance to it, but if it does lead to better safety for amateur players I think on balance you'd have to say we're for it yeah totally I think what was it like um, reduced um, head collisions or damage by four times as much or something like oh, that oh wow oh, well there we that's go that's massive uh, yeah so I, I think um, and, and you know in in two of the notoriously known hard hitting amateur countries yeah, I don't want to play pro rugby in France or South Africa. <laughs> you know, for for that for, for that to be the re- the review of of those trials is quite encouraging. Yeah, yeah. And if that can be replicated throughout other countries throughout the world, then it can only be a positive thing. And I suppose it gives parents maybe who may not have played rugby give them confidence that to let their children play. Uh, Go through yeah. the, the motions of going from tag rugby to and up, up in the up in the contact like and um, I think those right. things that the the children of, of us who have played will know what rugby we we know what rugby what we've taken from it what we've had all yeah. the experiences and, and all that and I suppose it's only going to make the game stronger to to instill that confidence in the parents who may not have had that experience of playing themselves and letting the kids have a go yeah. for the for the for the all round benefit and well being. Hundred percent. That, that sport brings. Damn straight. So um, I've got one other piece of news here. Does anybody else have anything? So um, I, I did see quite a nice gesture earlier. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Morriston RFC after the uh, explosion today. Put out a really nice uh, tweet saying if uh, there's anything that anyone in the area needs, then please don't hesitate to let them know. We can open the club and provide a warm, safe environment for anyone who needs it. So I mean ties in with what we're saying quite nicely doesn't it that uh, you know the community game has got a purpose yeah and uh, it is very important to people who live in those communities yeah and, and to, to the people in the communities you know, the rugby club is the in some cases the 
the centre of the village, centre of the town, and uh, nothing much goes on except boggles through it. Hundred percent, M- massive part of uh, of communities. Yeah, so n- sort of little segue into the weekend. Um, I did see that following the result, which we'll talk about, Wales are now back up to the giddy heights of ninth place in the world rankings. So. Uh, well, Single figures, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, Samoa. <laughs> Not catching us this weekend. <laughs> I don't fancy saying that to a month of pitch mind. <laughs> no, no. no. Hopefully, I, I, I've checked the map of where we've been here, and and so far we haven't made it as far as the Pacific Islands. Uh, but if it, yes, anyone does discover this podcast there in the months to come, that was Mikey who said that. And he's well up for Cheers. a charity boxing match. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Yep. Let's slug it out. 100%. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shall we get on to this France game then? Uh, France game? No, 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 no. Let's not go you, on to France. No, you're, seven no, days, you're right. You're right. You're, se- you're seven days ahead of us, Reese. Seven days ahead of us. <laughs> let's indeed oh. get on to the Italy game. Um, I'll, I'll, go to, uh, I'll go to Ed first. What's, what's, what was your general thoughts of the game? How did it make you feel? Uh... <laughs> I might be putting myself out on the on the ledge here, but um, I was actually disappointed that we won. <laughs> like agreed, I, I think um, I just I just feel like Italy have played better in the tournament so far, and probably deserved the win more than we did. Uh, not on the day, but in you know in the tournament so far, and for the sense of like a progression of rugby and a progression of Italian rugby, I thought it would have been really good opportunity for them to have got that win especially at Rome in Rome as well so, on, on that point who do you think was under more pressure going into it Wales or Italy I mean in hindsight I think I'd have to say Italy now because I guess you know they were they were favourites but just but still you know that favourites tag it brings with it a lot of weight as well um, and you know they they were at home after three very good displays so I guess there's a lot of um, expectation then from the Italian crowds and the fans which could ultimately make it feel like a cauldron but not in a good way for the Italians Mike are you uh, on board with those sorts of thoughts? Yeah absolutely totally agree with what Ed said first Um, disappointed to see Wales win like but um, I think on the flip side of that like uh, it was the performance we've been begging for for the last three years yeah, I, I I think the first twenty minutes for sure. Like I remember yeah. being in the pub thinking we like forwards are hitting rucks, they were clearing yeah. out, they were mm. going around the corner. Yeah. And like you know it, it it puts it put it messed Italy up Italy's line up so much that these quick thinking kicks by Webb then were quite effective, I thought. Yeah, it was like sort of not, not a wheels of old, like but it's something more familiar to us as as supporters kind of thing. Seeing that attritional, that heavy hitting, like and like I said, getting around the corner, clearing out, and not just clearing out, clearing out well as well, and taking yeah. players behind behind the rack kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah I think the go back to about Webb's kicking. I think aside from Webb and uh, Dupont, there was again some pointless kicking from the some pointless box kicking from the rest of the countries. But Dupont and Webb were the only players kicking from nine purpose is what it looked like particularly like for um uh Rio Dyer's try um yeah pick up a little bit of like, analysis it looked like quite an awkward kick because it, like, it looked like he was sort yeah. of like kicking over his own head off the inside of his boot almost yeah. it was uh, uh, hmm. watch watch a bit of analysis of of that um and like 
I don't know whether the whether he was right or wrong, like, but these the, the analysis comes from uh, more, better professionals than I'll ever be. But um, uh, well. he picked up that web. Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up, <laughs> he picked up that sort of web and sort of had an eye towards that area of the park and sort of then picked off the kick into space, drew the two players, uh, the winger and the fullback in and. Luck of the bounce, whether that was pure luck or whether that was like Reese Webb's excellent execution. We don't know, do we? I still haven't seen an angle or a slow enough replay that shows the ball bounce up into Dyer's hand. It's almost like there's a a frame missing where the ball goes from being on the floor to Dyer being over the line. It was it was so bizarre like all of us in the pub were like oh this will be a good light out it's like oh shit he scored (laughs) (laughs) it really really came out of nowhere and I think it it just um, I remember someone mentioned this I can't remember if I saw it online or or what heard it somewhere but um, like it really um, proved the value of chasing a kick yeah I was just going to say until until a ball goes out of play or until there's a whistle there's no lost cause in rugby I'm reminded yeah. of North versus Uge in 2019. Exactly, yes. exactly, exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that, that, it it seemed to me like Dyer's the only one chasing. Like, yeah, and I Josh, mean, Josh it, Adams doesn't seem to be like from the other side, the other wing. He didn't seem to chase as much, and it was another quiet game from Josh. And I think we were we were backing him to respond to his uh, well illness, I guess, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, so hmm. surprised, surprised at his sort of apparent lack of enthusiasm there. I thought he, he did well when he got held up yeah, over the line. I wonder. Then... Sorry, go on, Ed. Oh no, go on, Mike. You finished what you said. I was just say he looked um, the 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 try where he got held up over the line by his opposite number. I think was the other scrum half, and uh, he looked pretty sharp in that kind of element, sort of in attack there, but. Um, yeah, then that's sort of, like you said, it's a, a bit of a quiet afternoon for Josh Adams yeah. in, in in all. And I think one of the other negatives is something we've said before. You know, we scored four tries, but what did we have? We had a, we had a make-your-own-luck lucky bounce. We had a penalty yeah. try from a mall. Uh, we had Liam Williams falling over for 20 metres. <laughs> 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 and and we, ha- we had Webb spotting a gap, but none of it was from sort of phase after phase you know give me a do you remember that 19 phase yeah, try against was, England once where Corey Hill I was, was, oh, yeah. I was just going to say yeah give us some phase play like get yeah. it, let us batter a line for half an hour let's actually feel like we've earned, a, earned yeah. our crust like because they, they were all they were all like almost pleasant surprises the tries because um, I, I think one thing we've done we did the simple things quite well you know we wind up runners on the corner kicked the space to make it lead turn put them under pressure and when they tired or when the chances went our way we scored mm. that's not going to work against the, the better teams is it particularly not a hard hit in France with Jonathan Dante and Gail Ficou coming through the middle yeah yeah oh, so I'm, I'm wondering if you might see some uh, some changes there Be- um, before we go on to sort of what we think the team might be are there anything any other bits from the game that you want to talk about I mean we haven't really spoken about the forwards much apart from the pick and goal games how, how do you think they went um, yeah. Well, oh, sorry, Mike. Yeah. Well. No, 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 no. Go on, go on, go on. I think, as you said, we seem to be hitting hard and hitting rucks. And after seeing the pack he selected, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting that 
that kind of response from them, to be honest. So um, I think that was a positive from this game, definitely. Yeah, I like to look at Owen Williams at ten. Like he looked pretty, pretty accomplished there. Like and um, didn't he's look out of place. Looking yeah, fella, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, bigger, bigger, bigger was quite. I suppose quite who can be quite erratic. Like <laughs> you know, he looks sort of scatty sometimes, sort of like. But then, like I said, that the calm of Owen Williams, I think, really played into the ability of of the game of Wales' yeah. ability to compete in the game kind of thing and I, I did see a comment actually and I know Big O did apparently have a tight back but somebody mentioned you know maybe was Bigger dropped because he was sort of publicly dressing down the younger players in, in previous games yeah I mean, needed that from a few places as well and um, I guess it's just the high standard that he plays at I'm not trying to excuse it because like we said before you know different people react differently to uh, you know, different ways of criticism. Uh, can we use the word "different" any any more in this sentence? Then you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it might it might end differently. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say the back thing was maybe a little bit of a, an excuse to not pick him. Um, and I wondered if they maybe wanted to see how Hawkins and Grady would go without bigger in his hot head there. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see the selection for France. Yeah, um, on on that selection for France, if we're going to come towards it, um, I mean the the nine, ten, twelve of an Osprey's axis mm-hmm. would look quite interesting. Yeah, I mean Just... it did look quite interesting. That's exactly what we had. <laughs> uh, yes, Apollo. Yeah, of course. Uh, thinking of a different, thinking of a different, uh, different axis. Uh, maybe yeah, I I know you are. Uh, we'll come on that in a moment. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, actually, Mike, want to immediately? I'm just wondering: is there anything else we need to mention from the game? Um, I suppose Italy's discipline seemed to cost them. I mean, they'd be tamping with the the cards, right? I mean, they were deserved, but yeah. Could 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 it have been a case of sort of Italy sort of overplaying, maybe, and sort of a bit of pressure on them to sort of, you know, it was the battle for the wooden spoon, and unfortunately, Italy come off the worse. Yeah, but, um, I got the impression. I think that like they were frustrated that we got so far ahead so quickly, yeah. and they they lost their heads. Yeah, I think um, I just remembered now about that uh, that breakaway they had, and then it was the Owen Williams tackle from behind, that, which yeah wasn't a ru- offside. But, yeah, I think yeah. I was I was dead set it was offside, and then I realised there was yeah. no ruck form, so there was no yeah. offside line. Yeah. Um, we we did in Italy on Italy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, like you say, like, I mean, you could see the try to just purely the bounce of a ball. Um, and then, you know, you have a breakaway there and like, you you feel, you feel like you've been hard done by because he must have been offside. And, and then you just see these little things, little niggles that can play on your mind and they add up and add up. And then, yeah. Then yeah, you know the, it. the head does go like, yeah, it it was funny. I I actually, I've seen us lose from better positions than we were in at halftime. Mm. But I was fairly supremely confident actually that Italy had just shagged it basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so, like oh, sorry, go on. Just lastly for me, I was just going to say like it, it does seem to be even still a con- constant with Italy is that they don't seem to bring themselves back from once their heads drop. Yeah, yeah. They're very much like Fiji in the sense of they're a confidence team, mm-hmm. and no, they've been I, playing I confident. And they've been playing confidently, like when they sort of they come close to 
um, beating France, pushed Ireland really well, got a bit humbled by England, and then sort of it's dropped off from there from kind of thing like but uh, I wonder if uh, Caboato was playing they might have been able to exploit mm. our relatively well, green centre partnership because well, so, so I think I was listening to the attacking scrum earlier and I think it was Jed pointed out that um, Hawkins and Grady will hit their man it's just quite often they've been misreading the play mm. um, and I feel like yeah if they could have had like a real live wire running into the centre then Italy might have had a few more line breaks maybe sort of line breaks and sort of creating that space you drag two younger I don't want to say naive but two younger centres in and sort of make them commit and um, I think maybe obviously uh, Capozzo not being available um, did kind of play into Wales' hands because I think what happened with Italy I think they had to get their 15 best players on the park thereafter and having Garbisi at 10 and um, Tommaso Allen at full back yeah. I'm not sure uh, of Marcel Allen's fullback playing credentials, but it didn't, didn't quite. Right, did it? it didn't. Yeah, no. it didn't quite seem to me the fit for fullback kind of thing. Maybe it would have been a, a, a better choice to to put a three quarter player in there, like, but uh, just for that three quarter player. But I think without obviously at least clear front runner, yeah, um, that did put a massive dent in them. Take nothing away, but take nothing away from the rest of the players. I think, I think Brex is an outstanding outside centre. Oh, and, I, I love the, that partnership. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the the forwards are a are, are an early old bunch. Wales aside, I mean, Wales is centres, I guess, are decent. But like, Jesus, man, think of the centre partnerships of the Six Nations. Mm. Like, Italy's is pretty good. Ireland's is class. Hill Jones and Tupolato oh. with Scott. Like, Hill Jones, I, I've loved yeah. him for ages. But he's, he's having the season of his life, isn't he? He's yeah. uh, definitely, definitely sort of showing his worth right now. Like, yeah, like picking. Um, Picking a lion centre partnership right now. Oh, <laughs> God. Just, I mean, like, just if you a team of centres. Yeah, if, if you want to pick a, a combo, or like, you know, pick a. to play outside of 10. Yeah. I mean, like, you're hard pressed to find anyone else other than Tui Plot when a new drones right now. Uh, I don't know. The, well, Ring Rose before his concussion might have a word. But, uh, yeah. I think oh. it, like, if I was choosing the lion centre partnership now, I think I'd find it hard to. To make it a mixed partnership, I think yeah, you'd have to go I, with a, yeah. Yeah, a settled one. Could, you could you could actually make a case for Sex and Ringrose and Aki, or you could make a case for Russell oh Jones and Tui Pilatu. Oh. You, know, you, you, you could have you... No, <laughs> yeah, nod to Tui Pilatu though. Like when like because I've seen bits of him from the URC and just thought he's a typical brash and hard hitting centre, but like. It's in this championship, you've seen so much more to his game, like his yes. his passing, his kicking. It's just like the, he's he's like a you yeah. know um, bit of a gav, really. Just with yeah, more of a crash yeah. ball game. Like, come in, yeah. come in round to the all round way of playing, like sort of having the hands, the 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 feet, and the kicking kind of and the crashing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah no, joy to watch. Right, and boys, shall we have another round of uh, Gatlin's play your cards right? Stick it first, <laughs> higher or lower. Um, see re- see no. what insider knowledge Mikey oh. has this week. I know. I, I, I need to just re-explain the rules just so that they're fresh in your head. This isn't <laughs> what you would do. This is what you think Gatlin's <laughs> going to do. And then in the squad part later in the week, we'll, uh, we'll see how everybody did. And then we can say where we think he's done it wrong. Right. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come to Mikey first. Do you think he's going to stick or twist on Liam Williams? Uh, I don't know, because, like, you, I'd like to think, 
Huey Gorgon, I'd like to think he'd twist because the way uh, uh, Zamet come on at fullback, he sh- clearly shows an attacking threat there from 15. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think if there's only one player to pick from the current squad whose future lies somewhere else, it's, a, it's Zamet at fullback. It's interesting, but, isn't it? Because Zamet is such a fast player, you instantly think yeah. wing, but actually he has got quite a decent pace. game in other, in other yeah. facets as well. Yeah, because when Alfie went to fullback way back when, like mm. he wasn't the quintessential fullback kind of thing, no. but he offered something different from fullback, that ability to come into the line with a bit of pace and cut different angles, having played centre. Yeah. So I think um, me... I'd like to see Zamet play fullback, just to sort of be that counter attack to um, Ramos. But what do you think Gatlin's <laughs> going to do? You're going to push me for an answer. I'm going to push me for an answer. I know. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to stick with Liam Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> okay. That's a Gatlin thing. That's a Gatlin thing, isn't it? Ed, what about you, Bert? Um What are we saying, like with regards to injuries? Because obviously. He's, he might have sustained a bump, according to Wales Online, but, you know, it's the last game of the Six Nations. Gatland has got uh, form for picking people if they've got a little bit of a knock. That's um, something else that's making me think as well, see? Mikey's pretty much covered a lot of what I, I, I think. I agree a lot with what he said, especially about Zamet. Um, I think, though, if Liam Williams isn't, uh, isn't injured, then Gatland will stick. Yeah. Um, I also think, actually, I, I could see it going a few ways. I could see Halfpenny being available again and him wanting Halfpenny's goal-kicking option. Because, <sighs> um, you know, he, I don't think Gatlin gives a shit about a flashy 15, to be honest. Um, for me, it's down to who's fit out of Liam or Halfpenny. And I'm going to take a punt on Halfpenny because I think we're going to want to kick some points. I, I don't know, see, because, you know, the championship's beyond us. We're not going to yeah. get the wooden spoon. Do you just treat this as a World yep. Cup warm-up match? And and I mean, it goes against completely what I'm saying about sticking. Like, I, I think mm. you only put half pain in when you want those goal-kicking opportunities to yep. to win a game. Whereas he's mm-hmm. got an opportunity to play the second best team in the world mm. on their backyard in their backyard, yep. and I don't know, maybe look at something new. But again. You'd like it. I'm just I'm going with what I think Gatlin will do and I think he'll stick you want yeah. to think like in, in such a game he'd be like a Jouet versus Huarai like innit but this is why like you know that, that, the fullback position almost dictates the rest of the game and the rest of the selections because like you know take away Lee Halfpenny's kick in yeah. Owen Williams did himself no harm oh, on the weekend I, mean, no, he I thought he was fine look, yeah. looked like the most look, one of the most accomplished Kick in tens of recent times, like I mean, yeah. But... Okay, so he picked Josh Adams on the right wing this week. What do we see next time? Uh, we'll go with Mikey first. Um, stick. Okay, Ed. This game is so difficult because it's just like it is, you re- you immediately just go down the thought process of what you want to see happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. Gatland. I don't know. See, he's all, he's like he's mixed every team. Like I yeah, don't think that, other me. than other than maybe Joe Hawkins, there's not real been uh, yeah. um, and Grady. I would say actually, there's not been a lot of consistency. 
to his selections. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 the easy thing would be like we, we. I think we almost certainly know Ken Owens, Adam Beard, Falatau are definitely going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond um, that, it, it is quite difficult. I think. Um, you know, you you you'd assume Hawkins. Uh, anyway, let's 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 stick to the rules here. Let's stick to the okay. process. I, I do <laughs> sticking with it. Um, yeah. yeah, he's going to stick. He's always like Josh Adams. I think. I think in, in Gatlin's you know last few years, Adams was pretty much yeah. constantly a yeah. name on the team sheets. So I yeah. think stick the, again. There's there's a real part to me that I again I think I would just like to see the wingers being Zamet and Dyer. Yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. But I yeah, I think I agree. I think he will go with Adams again. Okay, on to it outside center. He picked Grady last time. Mikey, what's he going to do this time? Well, Susie. Good question. Tom you know, like, of course. Don't you dare. <laughs> George North. George North or Tom well, Pins or Grady, I suppose. Is the when, when, when George North came on on the weekend, he went wing. to wings. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like he looked more settled there. Hmm. So I think I think maybe the, the, the test of George North of 13 is, has come. It's weathered and it's gone. I, I don't think Gatlin likes it. No. He had loads of opportunities to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I think he's shot out of it in this tournament. He's okay to cover there for the for the last twenty minutes if required. But I don't think it's a th- it can be a thing going forward given the other setters coming through as well. But mm. um Yeah, I think uh, outside it's it's gonna have to be missing Grady again. I think I would agree. What about you, Ed? Yeah, I agree. I think um I'm kind of feeling like Gatland, as I alluded to earlier, will approach this more as a World Cup warm-up match. And he knows what North is about, and I think it's another opportunity to test Grady and uh, Hawkins against probably the most threatening centre partnership in world rugby at the moment. Ah, no, oh, so yeah, that, if, if, yeah, if that's your answer for 12, and I'm going to do the same, I'm going to leave Mikey the bait here. <laughs> what's, what's happening at uh, Inside Centre, Mikey? Well, um, I think we spoke earlier about um, the amount of missed tackles from the centre partnership as it is. Um, you got he's. I don't think he'll stick. I think he'll at least have a look at. I mean, at, at, at Kieran Williams. I mean, banging his drum for six, eight weeks now, right? And, and probably you will. You're gonna have to that drum reskinned at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's there to lose? Isn't it? Like you said, Ed, no, it's in Paris, works. not. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but like, like you said, Ed, this is this. It's like treat like a World Cup warm up. Like, any let's have a look at another option because there is that other option. And if Dante's going to bring that theory through the 12 channel and Joe Hawkins has uh, missed a few tackles, I don't think Kieran Williams will. Okay. Do you think Gatland will do it? I think I'd like him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but whether he will, I mean, okay. it's just, it's just for, let's just sort of like channel, channel, okay, okay, channel okay. Gatland for a minute. <laughs> nah, he's, he's going with Joe Hawkins, clearly, isn't he? <laughs> uh, I almost thought you were going to talk yourself into it then, but, but uh, I, uh, I talked. I've talked myself into it, but whether yeah. I could talk myself into Gatland's way of thinking, is I, I admire your uh, your ability to to override your senses there. 
Okay, uh, back onto the left wing then. Uh, Dyer last time. Ed, what do you reckon? Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, stick. I think Dyer did nothing wrong, and uh, I think Gatland would have liked his work rate and what he brought to yep. the game. And I think Gatland will stick with Zamet on the bench because you've you've got the options of fullback or wing with Zamet. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I can I can see it. I wonder if that's going to be damaging to Zamet being a be- like a utility back in like 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 we ruined James Hook. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure if Zamet's showed his utility yet. Mm-hmm. He can play wing. He can play fullback. Where's he nailing down? Like, but what a weapon to come off a bench. Yeah, and I think yeah. like if you think about longevity of players, there's longer left in Adams than there is in Liam Williams, in my opinion. And yeah. I think you know. You've got the op- opportunity of Zamet at the moment to kind of be a utility back, but when he does come on, be it fullback, and in these camps, learning off Halfpenny and Liam Williams, mm-hmm. uh, yep. which isn't a bad thing. No, the, okay. wh- whoever is the fullback going forward, mine's going to have to going to have to get a kick in game. Yeah, because you don't see it necessarily from Adams or Zamet. Yeah. Yeah, Zamet's good when he's like kicking to himself, like in a sort of chip ahead or mm. a, or a, up and under. But yeah, he hasn't got that sort of powerhouse punt, has he? Yeah, that that you and and in some cases they're gonna need that sort of fifty twenty, like any. Yeah, I think so. But no, I, I think I agree with Ed. I think I can see Gatlin sticking with Dyer. Uh, you seen the same, Mikey? Yeah, totally agree. Awesome stuff. Okay, boys, we've um, apart from my pick of half penny. We've we've, to- we've totally agreed so far. It's disgusting oh, well, that's, behavior. Well, that's nice, isn't it? It's really nice, that is, boys. Well done. <laughs> we'll be having words on Thursday. <laughs> uh, that brings us on to fly half. So Williams got the nod last time. Where are you going, Mikey? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking purely for the um, longevity of Owen Williams over uh, bigger. I think, like you said. Nothing to lose this game, so why 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 risk bigger who was probably still the premier ten? Yeah. How about you, Ed? What where are you uh, where are you on this? Uh twist for me. Ooh. Oh Go I on. think um yeah, I I think Bigger's gonna be raring to go. He's gonna be absolutely killing it in training this week. And I just think there's still some question marks over Owen Williams. Mm-hmm. Um and I just feel like uh, you, you know that that championship. I know we've brought this up a few times where he was swapping Anscombe and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to be working really well. Yeah, I just feel like there's a bit of that again. And um, yeah, it'd be wicked to see. You know, obviously this is going to give a hint of what opinion for the last scrum half. But I think it'd be great to see a bigger and web partnership from, this, from the start. I'm guessing bigger as well, purely because I think. I agree with what you said. I think Gatland might like that experience Bigger has of playing against French players week in, week out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Again, goal kicking will be important. Um, it's a question of Bigger's attitude. I think he's really got to bring it this week. But the other thing is, see, he can now heckle the French players in their mother tongue. So <laughs> <laughs> bring it on. Like. It's, it's, it's not always a benefit. Yeah. To his fatty game, Tamak. So those of us who've picked bigger, 
me and Ed. Do we see Webb partnering him? Yes, yes for me. Okay, how about you, Mikey boy? Yeah, definitely because he, um, he's, I think he's probably he's played himself into the nine jersey for uh, for this week. Awesome. Alrighty then. Uh, On to the forwards. We didn't talk a lot about Wynn Jones's uh, first start out of nowhere against Italy, did we? Um, I don't think he did badly. No. I think Enough he's, for Gatland uh, to keep him. It's going to be a more. Um, what's his name? Uh, Gareth, Gareth Thomas, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Um, is Carrie still in Cardiff? Um, as far as I'm aware, he rejoined with the squad after oh, the follow week. Yeah. Um, the sort of the forwards round the corner game we were playing at the start against Italy. I was really surprised that Carrie and Dylan Lewis weren't involved in that. Actually, it was. Uh, yeah. It just suited them down to the ground. But oh yeah. yeah. But um, did, is it is it the fact that they give away? In the scrum, possibly, possibly. Uh, yeah, where do we? I. He doesn't seem settled on his blue head. No, and I, I, I think I'm with you. I could see it going either way between Gareth Thomas or Win Jones. I didn't, think. Didn't, I think I'm going to go with Gareth Thomas. I didn't. Didn't some word come out that said uh, Gareth Thomas was on the bench for his impact on the park? Yeah, from the yeah. his um, mouth. <laughs> yeah, in fact, yeah. So, um, but I mean, adversely, you know, different to to to, to the Italy challenge. Mm. Are you going to want to run them big French forwards around first? Yeah, then... it's interesting, isn't it? Because I don't think we've got the fitness to run any run anyone around at the minute. No, I, I don't feel we like we definitely we're... have lost it as a team. I, I don't <laughs> feel like we. I, I, do you know what? I think this tallies what we were saying as well that we haven't had any like serious injuries come out of camp yet. Like, I wonder if he's not really hammering them maybe on purpose yeah. maybe as part of some sort of master plan that I don't understand and maybe it's wishful thinking <laughs> I suppose but, the time to the time to batter them now is between now and the World Cup warm-ups yeah they got, they got some and, club and, action before that haven't they uh, yeah I mean yeah, I suppose when you, when you get them back in camp maybe when Gala gets them back in camp then is yeah. then is oh, I need to correct the record as well it is England and South Africa the warm-up games it's not Ireland it's South Africa I, I thought it was England and Ireland but apparently oh it was the box. Yeah. <laughs> Double header against both. Like. Oh, lush. I remember, now, want, I? I remember yeah. at the time when it came out, we were just like, why? I know you want a challenge, <laughs> but you also want to have players not injured. <laughs> well, I suppose the flip side of that is Ireland are the number one ranked team in the world and they will be Grand Slam champions, I'd have thought. So yeah. the box yeah. would actually be an easier <laughs> proposition. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose you wouldn't learn much about playing against Ireland, I suppose. No. Yeah, and they'll right. be out in the quarterfinals, so we can't, oh, we yeah, can't meet them in the in the World Cup either. So what's the point? <laughs> exactly. Worst worst World Cup chokers behind New Zealand, of course. <laughs> I I see him doing it this year. See, do you? Yeah, yeah. I think they'll actually go all the way. I just don't think I could. Ha- I would have to just block no, any podcast if it happens. Yeah. Like, any <laughs> any. I just have to block all media channels coming out of Ireland if that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we yeah, just we've got England in Cardiff. We've got England in Twickenham, and then we've got South Africa in Cardiff, as far as I can see. Brutal. Yeah. Okie dokie. So um I'm going Thomas. It sounds like you boys are going win before that segue. Uh, oh, I'm going Gareth as well. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I think I'm gonna twist with Gareth too. Wow, wow, wow. Unheard of. Absolute scenes. Uh right, it's it's gonna be <laughs> Ken, our captain, unless it's yeah. an injury, isn't it? Well, what about the, the, the 
the fire and the fury of the the mallet from yeah. Malpas. Ah, he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Malpas mallet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Ken, isn't it? Ken all day. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah for sure. Um, right, and it's probably gonna be Francis as well. You'd have thought. Yeah, yeah, flat I think, out. Yeah. yeah, give it to the lost guinea pig. <laughs> Francis, Francis. Honestly, since he's like gone for a less um, severe mallet, I think he's lost something. It's, it's the way forward for the front row, clearly. Has to be. Okay. It's, like, it's, like, it's like when he had sort of the what do they call it the the skelet? Yeah, he went business at the front, point, party at the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't like that. I'll be honest. I mean, like, nobody likes it. It just makes you stronger. It's like, it's does like, it? It's like creatine, isn't it? Like nobody likes drinking. <laughs> it just makes you stronger. Yeah. Uh, uh, there we are. Okay, the lock partnership. Then uh, is there a case to be made for Alan Wynn coming back? Do we think? Do you know what I think? Um, Dav Jenkins equipped himself very well on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll do Beard first. He was at number four. Uh, I, I can't see him not playing Beard. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so if I just pop beard down for all of us, I will have to refer back to these notes in a court of law. No, absolutely. That's what they're there for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he went, he went with Jenkins against Italy. Mikey, do you see any changes there? Um, I'd like to think not because Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, uh, I think David Jenkins equipped himself very well, um, in the game. Uh, was he calling the lineouts as well, and so he was getting up real, real, real well as well. And um, yeah, listening yeah. to a few other podcasts uh, today, um, it's just he could do with a bit more thickness and a bit more yeah. weight to him, maybe just to make him that more attritional second row, which I think is required at that level, kind of thing. I mean, you've got the the, the bulk of Reese Davis, and when he came on, I thought, oh. So that's that's the kind of power you want from a second row, but that clearly yeah. comes to Reese Davis naturally. Where I think someone like David Jenkins was a bit slighter, has got to work on something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's only that's only grafting a kebab shops and the gym. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it'll come. I mean, was he twenty years old, as you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah Incredibly young. Yeah. I I do feel like it's sort of tailor made for the return of Alan Wynn this game. Well, it is. I I I I see it. But then again, I be jumping the gun a bit. You, I. I I see it as a sort of the last roll of the dice for a lot of them senior players. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But we'll come to that in a minute. I yeah. I, I still need to make up my mind here. Um, Ed, Ed, we've lost Ed as well, mm. so I'm sort of rambling in the hope that he comes <laughs> back. But if uh, if not, we'll do a speed round and we'll just uh, we'll just try and drop his selections in if and when he makes it back. Um, now then, does Gatlin stick or does he twist? I. Do you know what? I feel like Gatland would pick Alan Wynn Jones. I think. I think. Mm, I think. He's, I think he's doing it. I think he's coming back. Yeah. When when he put it like that, yeah, I think um, it's it does make sense to sort of pick someone of Alan Wynn's depth to in the role with Adam Beard. I, I can Which, see us. Have, have, yeah. have I talked you around, or are you sticking with Jenkins? Well, yeah, you have. Have I? For, <laughs> It's like, I mean, there's 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 reasons for both. Like, you know, there's there's positives yeah. and negatives for, for for both. Like, but what do you, what do you, what do you lose mm. by 
picking Jenkins, what do you gain by picking Alan Wynn? Yeah. I mean, there's there's not much more to find out about Alan Wynn, is there? No. Well, let, let's get um, Ed's opinion before he disappears again. Uh, I, I am back. <laughs> so, I think I heard a lot of what you boys were saying. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> My apologies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think it comes down to, do you think Gatland would pick Alan Wynn or Jenkins to partner Beard? Um, Jenkins. I think uh, I'm going with Jenkins. I think if there was more riding on this game, then mm. it would be a completely different team to what I'm expecting. Yeah. I think there's a lot of positives that came out of the Italian game. Yeah. And one of them is the, you know, uh, consistent, uh, consistently good performances of, of Dav Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like you said, the way 20, I think, um, yeah. Why, why, why break that partnership up that's building between him and Seb now? Yeah. So he did it again. Ding. Zing. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's, that's, oh. What is it? What is it? I just can't. I'm like, Seb. I made this connection in my head now, and it's just like I can't break it. Jesus oh, Christ! Um, All right, let's, yes, let's move I, on. To why the... break up the partnership between him All and right. uh, Adam? Adam Beard. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I love this. Right. Um, so we we, we, had, we had Jack Morgan at open side. Now I I feel like this is going to be one of those long-standing. Gatland selection choices that doesn't make sense to anyone apart from Gatland. Um, I like Jack yeah. Morgan. I'd have him at open side over Tipperick, I think. Um, <sighs> it, this this just feels to me like when he was shoehorning Rodri Jones in a tight dead his entire career yeah. instead of Lucid. Um, the, the, the way I'm looking at this then is, is much in the same way as sort of like um, Steve Borthwick said about England. Horses for courses kind of thing. Mm. And uh, like running the Italians round, uh, you know, you essentially you had three sevens available on the day, and mm. again, you could argue the fact that, like, um, it's only for scrums, but I think yeah. six is is a specialist position, as much as seven is, as much as eight is. Yeah. But, like, we'd kill for a prime Lydiard right now, wouldn't we? Oh. Yeah, yeah, just for that, that that grunt and aggression kind of thing, like, yeah, and the the the, the bits you don't see. But yes, all that being equal, what do you think he's going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Twist for me. Okay, go on, Ed. Oh. Uh, I, th- I think Shins is coming same. back in. Same. Yeah. I, think, I, I, I can see it. I can see the heft being required yeah. and selected. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Uh, and like, what what a game. You know, I, I still want to see more. I, would, I think I every game for the rest of my life, I want to see Shins playing for Wales. Um <laughs> But I just feel like it's you know it's it's a, such a good game to see more of where Shins is at yeah. um, in France against a very good French team. Gatlin yeah. did say something similar last week, didn't he? He's like, well, we know where Shins is, so we don't need to play him against Italy. Which, if you read between <laughs> well, the lines now, maybe yeah. it's actually so. Let's see what he's like against the bigger boys next week. Yeah, I think maybe this and this is it's handy to have them boys away for two weeks yeah. on the bounce. Oh, I I think so. Like, and this, that's. That's going to show a lot of worth in in camp, I think, because yeah. you get to see a boys holiday with Gatland. I think oh, it'd be great. You know, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I think it sh- it shows where, where where characters come out and where that sort of like yeah. that that greater team ethic comes from as well. Like, and I think so. You know, mm. that's that's where they're missing the summer tour kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you can take yeah. them down the veil as much as you want, like you know, the ten minutes from the house. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna pop obviously my bab. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. But like when like you you go on tours, you go away with a boy for a weekend, you find out more about 
people yeah. in a short space of time over a substantial amount of alcohol than you do at any other time of life. When I went to um, Breve, I'm not going to name the players, but there you are, two Wales internationals playing for Cardiff. And uh, as they were emerging from the terminal to go onto their coach to their accommodation, one of them said, who am I rooming with? And the team manager told him, and he went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I just wanted to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I took it seriously or not, but uh, yeah, so it was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, is he sticking with tips on the open side? Probably just because of his experience at seven in that The listener size game can't kind of see the sort of concentration that both Mikey and Ed had on their faces there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both looking up and to the up and to the but, right. But, 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 the but then there's yeah. <laughs> but then, then there's, there's there's as as many reasons to pick Jack Morgan, Morgan or Raffle. Yeah. Well, maybe less Raffle. Yeah, I, think... I, I could see Raffle enjoying yeah. that, this game. You, yeah. Yes. But that's what exactly. I want. That, I, I but, think yeah, it's what he's gonna yeah. do. <laughs> I think he's sticking with tips. I just need to pull the plaster off and say it. I think he's going to stick. Yeah, just, yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like he's going to want a bit of experience somewhere in this team. And it's, it's. I mean, everyone knows that Toby's there. Um, uh, you know, he's sticking with Toby. I think he just will stick with tips as well. How about you, Mikey? I think the, the, I think the question is, who can, who's the biggest game changer coming on at seven? No, no, the question is, what do you think Gatlin's going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what I want the question to be is, <laughs> but yeah, he's going to stick and he means he's got no reason not to. Yeah. And, you know, like if you're looking at the other two sevens, clearly going to be Jack Morgan and Raffle. He's got the, yep. auto, uh, the, the summer coming up um, to look at them against England and South Africa and pitting them, pit them against like Sir Khaleesi and... I, I think, it, yeah, I think in those warm-up games you might see some like mutual tinkering. Whereas in the Six Nations, mm. yeah, you know, the teams you play in aren't going to be tinkering. No. Okay, and I, I think we're going to all say Toby, aren't we? So, yeah. Um, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> about about Toby. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, man. She, a number one all over suits him. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was great. He looked. I was like. Well, he did, yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh, now then. Yeah. yeah. What's going on here? Because like, who else shaved the head this week? Because I, I feel like there must have been a thing happening in camp because it was Toby and I think somebody else uh, got themselves a number two all you, over as well. You're saying he lost a bet? I, I, I think a couple of them did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't I remember who it was now, though. Somebody did. Anyway, it doesn't matter, does it? All right. Uh, he's not going to pick Bradley Roberts, is he? Well, um, what's his name went off, didn't he? Um, oh, he did. Shit, yeah. Yeah, uh, Scott Baldwin went off, injured. Yeah, I forgot about that. He might not have a choice. He might not unless have a choice. Unless, unless he'd like parachuting in, like, um, who? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Christian Daisy. Yeah, yeah, like Christian Daisy. Uh, <laughs> are Elias and D fit at the minute? I don't like Elias, so I'm going to say no. I don't think he, he he's not going to do that. They're, no. you know, mm. ag- again, they're in they're in Nice. They're not coming back to Wales. Nope. You're not going to fly someone out. I think I think Roberts, Roberts, if Roberts. Baldwin's yeah. if Baldwin's fit, he'll pick Baldwin. Yeah. But if he is 
injured, it'll be okay. Roberts, so we, we, we'll, yeah. So we, we, we'll pick the the mouthless mullet because we're assuming that Baldwin's out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can live with. So, at uh, did replacement loose head. We've all gone Gareth Thomas to start. So presumably then we're having Win Jones on our benches. Yep. Yeah. As much as I'd love to see Carrie yeah, back in the squad, it just doesn't seem to be you know fitting between him and. Did you see? I, I, Sorry, gone, Reese. No, sorry, mate. You crack on. That's it. I think if Carry was on the bench and he come across Uni Antonio, I think Uni Antonio would have um, would have this would have him upside down. Did you see um, uh, Carry and Halfpenny sat next to each other in the stands against Italy? Halfpenny looked like oh, Halfpenny looked like a twelve-year-old boy. Sat next to Henry the it was chicken legs playing. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. Like he looked like a he looked like a boy with a beard. It was amazing. He's just he's just drawing it on, like trying to sit next to the big boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we we go with Win, is it? Yep. And um, yeah. uh, right, so it's, it's down to Dylan Lewis or Brown, I guess. Then I mean, I don't see him twisting myself, so I'm gonna say he sticks with Dylan. What about you, yep. boys? Yeah, agreed. I, I think, you know, if Brown was going to come on in one of these two games, it would have been Italy. I, I tend to agree. I, I can't see him twist changing that now to the, a bigger and game. And that's why Brown will start. And it wouldn't surprise me in the least if it did. Like, because yeah, that's yeah, Gatlin things and Gatlin does Gatlin things. But, like... He's, he's reinvented himself. He's got away and he's come back as a totally different player. Like, you <laughs> yeah. can set your watch yeah. to a Gatlin selection <laughs> at one point. But like going on to Leon, back to Leon Brown a minute. Like, um, I mean, surprise to start was to see him in the squad. Yeah. But, but why has he been there if he's not being used? It's weird, isn't it? Like he'd have been much more useful to Dragons, and he'd have probably had a better yeah. time at Dragons. You know, Gatlin can say you are in my plans. Keep playing well. Yeah. I'll see you in the summer. Brown's got the experience. Yeah. Like he, he, we know what Brown does. Yeah, but I wonder if, if Brown will get like because obviously he wasn't long long back from injury yeah. when he was selected, and I wonder if Gatlin just thought he could get more out of Brown, or Brown could get more out of being in Wales camp than in Dragons camp. Well, and also Gatlin's is probably I I can't like the the World Cup squad. I can't see being a lot different to this squad, but, but, and it may have been like a treating it as a as a pre pre squad if that makes sense not sort of like looking at looking you know comparing apples and pears looking at different players in different positions comparing sorry comparing comparing different players in different positions but like pre pre six nations you may have suggested that like our uh, weight like Aaron Wainwright and Ross Moriarty were shoo-ins but like yeah you watch them for the dragons and they've been outstanding yeah is should yeah. should should Leon Brown have been left alone to get more game time with the Dragons to yeah. get up to speed in terms of rugby where yeah. it sort of seems to seems from what I've seen of, of, of Moriarty and Wainwright is they've stood out somewhat a little bit more for the Dragons in this autumn period yeah autumn? And I Six think Nations it's, period it's, it's funny isn't it because at the end of this tournament you're going to have um uh, Kieran Williams and Aaron Wainwright as unused players. I, I don't think there are any ever unused. And Teddy. And Teddy and Ted Williams. Well, I, I mean, I, I always thought Teddy might not get yeah. a shout. Um, I mean, I, 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 yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, like I think almost every every squad has that one player that is there for exposure more than um, yeah time. to see how they react in camp and stuff like. Yeah. Um. So is anybody twisting from Davis on the bench? I think because I've picked Alan Win, I'm going Jenkins on my bench. Oh, I think he brought some power. Mm-hmm. In a... uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to stick with Davis. I, yeah, as well. I think I think up against France. I mean, the front five alone is is rooted like redwoods. Yeah. Like, you know, like so, you, I think not that I think Wales have the capacity to match that power right now, but I think Reese Davis is the best prospect to try and match it at some at some point through the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then we had Raffle as our replacement back rower. Uh, Mikey, do you see him changing anything there? I think he sticks. Yeah, just sticks with Raffle just to sort of let him come on and get let loose in the last yeah. twenty minutes there thereabouts. I can see it, Ed. Agree. So that's interesting. So I think all of us have um, Jack Morgan dropping out of the twenty-three altogether. Yeah, it's a difficult one for me because I was half tempted to go with Raffle starting and possibly Jack benching. But I, I could see that, but then then you lose Tipperick. Yeah, which wouldn't and, be totally unfair, I suppose. No, it wouldn't be no because like again, you know, going down the route of experimenting for potential World Cup combinations. But I don't know. It's like you you want to do that, but you also don't want to leave a, a very green squad yeah, I mean, at the, at the mercy of this French I mean, team. Having Falatau there at eight, you would think that maybe if they were two relatively green flankers, about you'd maybe have a word and have a nod to and say, look, maybe, maybe if you want to get over play there. well, I'm going to shave your hair. Yeah, that. <laughs> but like, you know, he'd be able to sort of manage manage the, the younger flankers kind of thing from mm-hmm. from his perspective. Yeah. That's what you want to see as yeah. an eight from your flankers. Yeah, but um, but then then again, like you know. International game, professional game. They're there for a reason. They are. For what they can do and all what they should be told to. Understood. So, uh, I don't see any of us not having Thomas Williams on the bench. No, Thomas for me. Yeah. And, uh, in terms of a Gatlin pick, at least. I mean, you could make the argument he yeah. wasn't setting the world on fire when he came on. Um, we did seem to go back to that Caterpillar game, didn't we? Yo. Um, right then. So replacement twenty two. Last week was North. Um, I'll, I'll make this easy for me. So I, I've got bigger starting. So I'm going to go Owen Williams on the bench. We've just lost Mikey. So Ed, who's who's oh, on your bench? Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think you'll go double double fly half this I game. Think I so. think so. You got whoever do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, I I think like we, you you could get away with it against Italy, which we did, but I just could I wouldn't can't see him taking that risk against the French uh, French team. So yeah, Owen Williams to the bench for me. Marvelous. All right. Um. Yeah, we have lost Mikey, so we'll uh, we'll try and get him back, and we'll we'll ask him what he thinks in a moment. And then yeah, finally then we had Louis Samit as sort of replacement outside back. Uh. Yeah, I think he'll go the same again again. Yeah, stick for me as well. Um he does seem to like having George North as a sub. Yeah. But I feel like based on what I've said so far and what I think Gatlin will do with the starting back three, um 
I feel like uh, you know you've got Owen Williams covering center as well as fly half, and then that gives you the option of Zanik covering fly uh, uh, winger and fullback. So yeah, awesome. Okay, well we haven't got Mikey back, so uh, hopefully he does manage to make it before the end of the show. Uh, there's definitely. I, I've got. Um, I just a little uh, squ- um, pod note he gave me beforehand was he said he put Tompkins in on oh, uh, okay as a utility yep. back. Great. Just if you want to put that in his selection, yeah, that's that's in. That's uh, that's nailed down. I hope it's a situation there where he can go. hear us and uh, we can't hear him. Cause <laughs> <laughs> can only Im- imagine the faces he's putting. screaming into the void right now. Is Mikey Harris? <laughs> okay, um, I think we got to give a quick nod to how awesome France were against England yeah like we, we can't we can't let a game like that go yeah. at least unnodded yeah and I mean you know I, I'm saying this more in sheer hope and desperation than anything is there a chance that they peaked emotionally after battering the shit out of England and Twickenham <laughs> I think if you ask any Welsh rugby fan this week their answer will be yes yeah but um yeah, like, I mean, you know, they've put themselves right back in prime positions to potentially win the championship. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the order of games on Saturday. Is, is the Ireland one last? Yeah, England-Ireland is the final game. Um, oh, Christ, yeah, oh. I, I don't see England beating Ireland. Um, Italy-Scotland to open things. Um, I, I'd see that being a Scotland win. I mean, I, I think France is going to beat Wales, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I just, I just thinking, like you know, if um, if there is any chance of England beating Ireland, then that means France can could nick yeah. the championship up from under their nose, <sighs> which means will will they be coming out all guns blazing? It's always a scrupulous um, question for me. Like, would I rather England win or Ireland win? I mean, England to slam bust <laughs> Ireland would be quite funny. I think. <laughs> It would be, especially on the back of like them getting spanked at home by France, no one giving them any chance out in Dublin. Yeah. Um It's not happening, is it? And it would be uh <laughs> no. Yeah. But like I think, you know, what 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 we hope is that rugby just uh ceases to exist after Wales's game. Six nations <laughs> yeah. ends there. Nil nil draw defences on top and uh, <laughs> yeah. and all that jazz. Uh right. I think Mikey is gonna try and get back in, but um Oh, it's annoying as well because he had a forbidden love of the week. So, uh, oh, he did. yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we get him back. But in the absence of that, uh, so you said you couldn't remember mine. No. So um, um, it was Tom Francis's to chip ahead in the Italy game. Do you, remember, do you even remember oh the chip? God, I can't even remember oh, it. Oh, no. man, yeah. So I, I can't remember exactly what the circumstances were. Like for, for myself, it was, it was kind of uh, a hazy memory. But, uh, yeah, at some point during the game, and I feel like it was when we were attacking in the first half, but I could be all sorts of wrong. Tom Francis did a chip and chase. <laughs> I'm sure Amazing. of it. And, like, I don't think anybody really clocked it. Uh, but no, we did. Like, all around the table, we were like, oh my God, did Tom Francis actually just do that? And, um, oh, wow. I'm I, I, like, I've got hazy memories of you turning to me and saying, oh, that's my forbidden love. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, I can't, like, sort of associate that to... Uh, to, to Tom Francis chip ahead. How can I forget such a moment? I know. I, I, I'm I'm a, I'm gutted Mikey's uh, dropped out as well because, you know, the Mikey Harris box kick still lives fresh in my memory. And 
I think the difference is, yeah, the difference is Mikey's is quite effective if I recall nice I think um, as a fellow forward and a fellow front rower uh, I think we've all got that one that one kick we've done in a game yeah. and mine was uh, playing for fair water youth <laughs> and uh, we were on the five metre line had a turnover a ball came to me somehow ended up in the pocket and I think it was just like a oh shit we turned over pass it out the rough yeah. and I just like absolutely just lamped the ball forward it was like a beautiful spiral and I just stood there watching it thinking fucking hell yes it's well done and then everyone was just like fucking chase it put us all on one side you dickhead because <laughs> I was always behind I was behind a lot of the backs as well yeah. so I was like oh fuck no, it's, it's, all, it's on me uh, isn't it <laughs> yeah so I had to quickly like waddle forward and uh, put everyone on side uh, I didn't find touch and they counterattacked, and luckily they didn't score but yeah yeah you want to live that that's my one prop kick you want to live that one down because um, yeah this was Adam Jones at his drop goal attempt for Cardiff didn't he Oh, that was great. Yeah, like the look on his face after he'd uh, after he'd finished <laughs> that was uh, was definitely something. See, you got literally no memory of this uh, this Francis kick at all, have you? <laughs> this, the first thing I'm going to be doing as soon as we get off this. Pod I hope is, I'm right because uh... you know if if anyone has seen the game and is now wondering what I'm talking about, at this point we had had a couple of craft ales. But yeah, I'm almost certain that happened, and I I loved it, and I'm almost certain I shouldn't have loved it. There was you know there was a lot on that game. It wasn't a barbarians game, you know. It, yeah, it's 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 not a game that a forward needs to be a front rower needs to be doing something like that in. The, the um, other thing so is that, like that's... Tom Tom Francis, right? He doesn't do anything like a back ever. Like he he doesn't pass really. He doesn't run angles. No. He scrummages and he, no. he hits rucks and he tackles around the corners on the try line but you know, the one back orientated thing he's ever done in his career it would appear it was uh, amazing yeah. maybe that's what really got under the Italian skin and why their heads went <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's that fucking it's this guy angry hamster yeah. <laughs> alright but well, I think we've uh, pontificated and uh, filibusted for long enough to try and get Mikey back on uh, board uh, so I go, oh oh my god oh my god oh is he we, the, the dots are jiggling have we got him oh Mikey unmute yourself and you'll be back God let's let's give him a little countdown is it oh no I don't think we got him uh, let's give him a countdown I I'll, I'll start from ten ten nine eight seven six five four three two one ah well yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna just confirm mikey's choices right that's going to be uh his replacement fly half is going to be bigger and his replacement outside back is going to be tompkins and it's his own yeah. fault for scrimping on his internet bill that is <laughs> um yeah and uh we'll we'll bring we'll save his forbidden love for next time yeah lovely stuff he can bring it back in the squad pod right well i don't know what it is about these evening pods everybody but uh there we are. They they do seem to uh, they do seem to break down much more frequently than our lunchtime pods. So maybe that's a, a lesson to be learned. So yep, yeah, I will just say thanks for listening. Goodbye on behalf of Mikey and myself, and we'll see you next time. Take care, Tara. Bye.